I'm Hugh. I'm Linda. Together we're Hinda. And this is Hindacast. Can you believe it? Week three finished already. I can't actually believe it. It's flown in, hasn't it? Absolutely. Still enjoying it? Kind of, sort of. You're a little bit dubious, aren't you? Yeah, what's happening? I am. Right. It's it's all change and flux this week. The good news is the experts have actually earned their money. Yeah, they're finally doing what we were screaming at them to do last series. They're actually doing interventions and, and interventions early on. Oh yeah, it was it was actually so good to see. Well, we talk about those interventions. So let's talk about the intervention between Portia and Terence. So mm. Mel arrived looking like a naughty school teacher. Yeah, I, I have to admit. Miss. There was a few dodgy movies I've watched in my youth where uh, <laughs> she obviously borrowed those glasses, the costume, even her mannerisms. It was dodgy acting, to say the least. So, you guys, we've got to sort this out. And she crossed her legs and sat down on the chair provocatively in front of them. What was all that about? <laughs> provocatively. Seriously, though, what was all about? I think you have a little bit of a fetish thing going I on there. I know, come on. There was some really dodgy acting. It was so weird. Okay, we're getting to the heart of it now, guys. Maybe if you could, you know, remove a few more clothes, it would get so much better. Okay, I don't know. okay, it was weird. Leave it so and let's get past. Let, let's was, back, let's get back to weird. Let's get back to past. So basically, Mel tried to get to the bottom of what the issue was, oh. and the whole issue, I suppose, was that Terence called Portia childish. Oh God, we know that. We've been listening to that for the last second well, three no, episodes. Well, no, I thought it was over the spoon. I thought it was over. A spoon no it was never that it was it was about the childishness and what it came down to was she got desperately offended and it was an insult so Portia's very touchy treat her with kid gloves shut the fuck up take all the abuse she can say nothing about it and it'll be grand that's what I got well no you have to apologise yeah you have to apologise yes so she can behave exactly as she wants but if you say anything you'll insult her and you'll have to apologise well I've never seen a couple do such a turnaround Oh, look, well, we'll come to that later on. But yeah, they have. They, they've just, now they love Young Dream. And I don't know why. Well, I don't know. She obviously, Mel sprinkled some magic dust or something when she was leaving. <laughs> <laughs> or else they got to get their heads together and went, do you know what? We're out of this next week if we don't cop on and start playing this game. Yeah. We, this could be good for us. Yeah, I think um, that's probably what happened. That's what my suspicion says. That's what they did. Probably not a popular opinion, but then again, are we ever worried about popular uh, opinion? Look, it's probably the truthful opinion. It is. And what about the other intervention? <sighs> um, so Paul, your favourite, um, yeah. knocked in. Mm. Surprised. Yeah. Ross and Thomas. Yeah. And yeah. they genuinely looked surprised, even though they we did. knew it was set up. <laughs> when he came in in his, in his Lucian, oh my God, you guys, we're going to sort this out. You know, and he rolled up his sleeves, like literally rolled up sleep and said come on I've got an idea and gave them like two A4 sheets of paper and she fucked off to the bedroom and your, your man was sitting there at the desk I mean come on so he basically had to tell her write down how he felt you know a conversation really but they wrote it <sighs> down wrote down the points and then talked about their feelings around it so it was I suppose look we knew what that was going to be about yeah. you know he was embarrassed that they had sex and or they consummated their marriage Yeah, and then there was nothing afterwards but she's really not taken any ownership for that I mean she's really hurt him and rejected him twice she did it at the ceremony and you know 
the guy was gutted, the guy was crushed. Then she goes and sleeps with him and ignores him the following morning and runs off to her mate. And this is public knowledge and now he knows it's going out on national TV. The guy is absolutely crushed. And the best she could basically say was, I'm sorry I made you feel like that. And she was genuinely upset, you. Like, she was genuinely ah, upset when she on. heard how he felt. No, she I'm... didn't, I don't think she did that intentionally. I just think she kind of had this host of emotions and she didn't know how to deal with them. She wanted to run away, but that wasn't an option. Yeah, are you talking about at the ceremony? No, I'm talking about after they slept together. <sighs> after they slept together, she, if that was in normal life, Okay, and you yeah. met somebody and, you know, you slept with them to see was there and there was there any kind of a spark between you yeah. and there wasn't. It'd be like, listen, thanks very much, but like, it's not going to happen. Uh, you won't see me again. Yeah, but hold on. Gone. The way she behaved, if a man behaved like that on the programme to his maths wife, what would the reaction be? Well, again, this is a conversation we have consistently. Like, yeah. we're always having this There's a huge double standard there. There is. No, I agree. But look, at, I actually like Ros and Thomas. I like them as a oh, couple. Oh, that's different because before you said you weren't interested in them at all. No, I do. I like them as a couple. I think oh. that they're growing. Yeah, you're coming around you know, to my point I, of view. Oh, no, n- n- I didn't say that here. <laughs> anyway, I think I think there's potential there. I think that about like they're very naive. Both of them are very naive. Both of them have really, really high walls. But I think they're genuine and honest. Yeah, you just want to shake the feckin' pair of them sometimes, though. Yeah, yeah, you do. They are kind of very kind of, I don't know, inexperienced or something. That's probably a word I'd use. I was interested in. The gas thing is now I'm becoming less interested and you're way more interested in them now. Typical. Yeah, real Hugh and Linda stuff. Let's move on to Shona and Brad. Shona and Brad, we have got early signs in Confessions Week, that first episode of what was coming with them. Um, He basically sits down says what's a good idea she nods and says yes or no sir three bags full it's basically that simple isn't it you know I, I kind of I'm going to be honest with you I feel, I feel a bit guilty because you know I didn't like Shona from the get go yeah you know I believe that she everything that she did was an act that that sweet little innocent voice and the naivety no. and all no, I no, thought no, it was no, an no. act but you no. know what it's actually not yeah and I wrote image on that one and I was wrong as well I'm forced she, to admit it's actually that not, no. and I'm really concerned about her as a person now already I'm really concerned about her well-being yeah. she is bordering on obsessed with him and I, I I can't I can't say that I see you know what it is about him that she's so interested in and um, maybe that he's paying her attention and he's tactile with her and he's kissing her and all of that kind of stuff yeah uh, she's mistaken that for something else it's little red riding hood and the big, big bad, bad wolf. wolf yeah it's actually scary I'm genuinely concerned but I think the good news is that the experts are also genuinely concerned and so are the other participants yeah they are well I know like the whole thing with Laura bringing uh, her over and having a good chat with her but she's still not really she has she's full of ideas oh I'll go over and I'll confront them but it never actually happens but what about when the other three couples Peggy and George's Portia and Terence and who was the other couple? Luke and Jay. Yeah, yeah. They were sitting there and they were having a drink together and they were saying that they are the, the weakest couple. Oh, well, now hold on. That, that was a bit of a setup. That but was it's a, all a bit of a setup. Yeah, all right. On, that was a bit, a bit of a, a setup. setup. Yeah. And the basic thing was obviously something was brewing. They sat them down and they all had an issue with the couple. And yeah, they're, they're kind of setting themselves up though, aren't they? It's just, I think it's scary. It's actually, I'm actually looking at them through, like, you know, 
don't mind covering my eyes and kind of staring through my fingers. It's <laughs> it's it's a it's a car crash. Yeah. It's an absolute car crash. And you know you you shouldn't wash, but you can't look away. Mm-hmm. So look at I I I think it's just kind of it it smacks of what happened in Maths Australia with Harrison and Bronte that whole gaslighting issue. Maybe it just is going to be that she will be desperately unhappy, but she'll cling to him like the lighthouse uh, and she'll just pretend everything is okay. And that death stare that he has, it's just like, it's like as if, it's like a, it, it's literally a death stare. There's nothing behind it. It's, there's no emotion. There's just nothing behind it. That's very concerning. The worrying thing is we're going back to Maps Australia and last series again. And I don't think it's any coincidence. His eyes and Dan's eyes are very, very similar. Do you remember that death stare he gave somebody who stood up to him? Oh, the the nerdy guy on it. And he looked at him. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the ceremony? It's the same thing all over again. It was no, it was just really deadpan death stare. Yeah. Ella and Nathaniel were also in the mix. Oh, God, Ella. She just, she is screaming out for some kind of affection. Um, you know, she just wants him to say, I fancy it. We stand a chance here. I'm kind of interested. We have the potential to have something physical between us. All she wanted was Nathaniel to tell her something she didn't know about him. Like, she's honestly interested. Well, that was her, that was her task. Come on, yeah. that was her task in fairness. That Nathaniel had to tell, write a letter and tell Ella something about him that she didn't know. Off they go to a restaurant. Had to be in a fancy restaurant On a to date. do this. Yeah, yeah, that cavernous place. Which, you know, wouldn't be a bad thing in normal circumstances. What did he do? He made it all about her once again, because what she was going to learn about him was how he felt she was so closed off and horrible. And and he wasn't getting to know the real yeah. her and she wasn't making an effort and she wasn't um, exciting him, you know, mentally and intellectually. Mother of God. Oh, I just, and the face on her, she was genuinely confused. She was like, I didn't think that's what the assignment was. It wasn't. You're right, Al, it wasn't. But again, Nathaniel is making it all about, it was just like, again, a critique all, he, all he's short of is nailing her to a cross. Yeah, a critique of Ella. Nothing she can do is good enough for him. No, it was it was really I do sad. Feel, I actually feel sorry for her. Yeah, I do too. You know, and she was she was really kind of she was really struggling. What do I do here? Where do I go from here? How many ways is he going to insult her? How many ways is he going to try and constantly weaken their bond instead of like building on any little bond they still have left? Yeah, I know. Look at it. It's, it'll be interesting to see what happened out with those. I know. I say it every week, um, but again, I have con- some some concerns about about Ella as well. Overall, I want to say something about Confessions Week and so called Confessions Week. Confessions Week normally, you know, would be an hour and a half episode, two hour and a half episodes. What we got was a one hour episode, which essentially was forty minutes. Yeah, and squashed it, everything in. Yeah, yeah, it was so squashed and garbled and put together. I mean, if you look at some of the interventions and look at how it was edited. It was edited so tightly that it really had very little meaning whatsoever, right? The yeah, whole and I thing, really don't feel like I'm getting to know no, the couples either. No, no, no. You don't see any interactions between them. No, you, you don't see any kind of natural reactions whatsoever. It's all about just the little bits. And it's so easy then to edit out what you see and put in what you want 
they want us to see and all that. It's too much. Well, talking about you want us to see what, what, what people want other people to see in them. George mm. and Peggy. Jesus, there's a turnaround. George is still on his best behaviour. Ah, uh, yeah. And that's why I don't buy this for one second. The confessions task, okay, just to nip back to the confessions for one minute. The confessions task was uh, their list of priorities, right? And there's a massive difference between the, the child thing, for example. It's up the top of her list and it's virtually down the bottom of his, right? And as the old saying goes, you can't have half a child. A couple has to agree on this one, right? And, you know, again, it's one of those ones where he's clinging to it again almost. Well, that's a me decision. This is a we decision now. So that makes it all right. Come on, mate. No, I don't. I don't buy that because when they was doing the task, it was a wee thing. They were in a couple when he when they were yeah. both doing the task. Yeah. And he still put children at the bottom of the list. But of course, when Peggy got upset about it and called him out on it, it was like, oh, well, you know, now that I have somebody that I want to be in a relationship with, I can absolutely imagine myself having children mm. with you. I still think she's playing a good game, not sleeping with him. <laughs> I wonder, will he still be the same when they actually sleep together? So he's dying for the sex. Well, of course, the sex was a big difference as well, well isn't it? Well, absolutely. And he had sex very up high on his list. And she had it down the bottom of her list. She's not interested at all. Well, I hate to break it to you, Peggy, but you have to have sex in order to get pregnant. Yeah, that has been pointed out. Although he's interested in recreational sex, she's inter- inter- interested in... procreational. In- Thank you, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. I, I just, it'll be, I, I wonder what will happen when, when they do actually consummate their marriage when they have sex it, mm. it's just may, so I do you think it, that George is going to revert back to the way he was because he got what he wanted it may go down his list yeah that's the thing depending on how it goes oh I don't think he'd be interested <laughs> if it goes down his list I really don't think I, do, I don't think she'll have enough to keep him interested um, he's just he's just hanging on now we found ourselves on a Tuesday suddenly at a dinner party very weird I couldn't believe that yeah. I actually couldn't believe that why so soon I was shocked the dinner party um once again, Ella was humiliated by Nathaniel. Some oh, things don't God change. God almighty him saying, oh, well, I was in love and it was the most wonderful feeling in the world. And I want to have that again. And it's just so all encompassing and there's nothing like it. You know, wax and lyrical and poor Ella is sitting there like again. She looked genuinely upset. And what was the thing with Portia coming over and I don't know, giving, giving him a, him a hug, hug or something that. like that. Yeah. And he's getting that affection and that support from Portia. And Ella, I think if Ella had gone over and tried to give him a hug like that, he probably would have pushed her away and said, what are you doing? It's weird. A quick aside about the dinner party. I have noticed something. They have a great big table display right in the centre of the table. And if you notice, apart from maybe the opening scenes, we see hardly any food whatsoever. We did last week because I thought that starter looked nice. It was on yeah. the table when they got there. But you didn't see much more. No. We hardly see them eating at all. The other thing you'll notice is that their glasses tend to be behind this. And I, I reckon that's on purpose because they don't want the continuity to be ruined by one moment the glass being full and the next moment the glass being empty. A little aside. Well, again, you're you're going back to the edit now, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it's so heavily edited. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the other thing that stood out for me was Brad's soliloquy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Talk about standing on a soapbox in the oh, name of God. God help us. He really does go on. He loves the sound of his own voice, doesn't he? Lo- he? he does. Yeah, he does. And yeah. he just loves putting down Shona the whole time. 
Can I just go back actually to when they had their task um, mm. during Confessions Week and, and their task was she was to ask him any question really, you know, ask, oh, yeah. she wants to get him to answer any question that she asked, right? And the first question she asked was, what would you change about me? What would you change about me? Yeah. Like, oh my God almighty, talking about giving him a green card. What I'd love to know is this, right? Who chose that question, right? Did the producers, in which case it was really set up based on his personality and her personality? Or is it the case that she just came up with it herself, maybe, because of the way he treats her? But then when you look at Jay and Luke, they had the similar task. Mm. And Jay said, what do you like about me? But you see, let's say she did come up with that herself, okay? Any person who'd say, what would you change about me is the questions that they would ask. I think that shows an insecurity. An insecurity, 100%. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it shows that there's something lacking there. Yeah, it's almost like if if you could change any body part of mine, what would you change? You know, this sort of way. And he was only dying to tell her. He was only dying to tell her what he'd change about her. You know, again, so like, but of course, he got on the soapbox then at the dinner party and I thought he would never shut oh. the hell up you know he was like just somebody who wound him up and, and, and set him on its way and I'm oh, sorry but all of this talk about you know the universe and how <laughs> oh, I, 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 no no but but would he allow her to have other opinions and opinions of her own don't forget that yeah until he told her to shut up <laughs> he actually told her to shut up I was horrified could nobody have said to her Brad don't, don't speak to her like that that's rude well that all came down to the fact that it's incredibly important to whore just how they are and just how they are as a couple and that everybody believes that they're in love just how everybody sees them as a couple that's what's more important to her it's but a perception something just occurred to me though about that this morning I was just thinking, when they were heading off to the last dinner party, he was the one who said to her, we're the top couple and everybody needs to be seeing that, if you remember. I, I do remember something. I, I don't exactly remember it what was, was him. said, but it I'm was something pretty like, that. Sure yeah, something like that. It was him who was the driving force behind that. And now that she wants to maintain that, no, she's the worst in the world. Why? Because he's love-bombed her and now he wants to split her away from the rest of the group. Because it doesn't and it's suit, working. Well, and yeah, because it doesn't suit the narrative now. You see, the group have cottoned on to him. Very much so. Yeah, very yeah. much so. And how dare he talk about their intimate details of their, their sex life and what they did in, in the bedroom. Well, that's just sick. That is just, I, I can't believe that. It was such bad behaviour. It, it's bad behaviour in itself, but it's even worse because they agreed that they'd be united on that and they wouldn't be talking about that kind of thing without, you know, asking each other's But it doesn't seem so. to bother her. I, it bothered her when she was sitting down and she was talking to Laura. Yeah. But it, after that, once she spoke to Brad, it was like as if, you know, Brad is a god and everything he says is correct. And if he says it's right, well, then it's definitely right. And if he said, don't get upset about it, well, then I'm not going to get upset about it. And then walking into the dinner party, said something about her, like something like, oh, yeah, um, they're all talking about us talking about our bedroom antics oh, yeah. or something. <laughs> no, Brad, it wasn't you. It wasn't you and Shona talking about their, their bedroom antics. It was you talking about your bedroom antics. I know. He just shirked the whole thing off, didn't he? And then again, I'm pretty sure there was something kind of a little bit kinky going on there. There weren't just normal <laughs> bedroom antics. Yeah, they they might have got the jet skis out, shall we say. Oh, God. Okay. Was it was it, was it it George's who said something like, well, you know, far be from me to kink shame, but 
Yeah, I know. And he's a pretty kinky kind of guy, I think. I'd say he is, all right, yeah. So it makes you wonder what was said. But like I say, it doesn't seem to take anything out of Shona. She is still concerned with the superficial, you know, how they look, how how other people perceive them. And why can't they all see that we're so in love? Brad has a rival, though, as the bad guy. And it's somebody you wouldn't expect. Luke. Ah, come on. Luke, I don't think Luke is the bad guy at all, in fairness. I think Luke has been, I don't know, victimised here. To a certain extent, though, he doesn't help himself. He's a bit of a gob on him sometimes, let's be honest. I think he just opens his mouth before he engages his brain. Yeah. I do. I think he's just, well, this is it, man. And so what? Like, and. Yeah, but for the likes of Laura and game players like her, he's just cannon fodder, isn't he? Can I just say something briefly about this genuine couple business? This comes up as a regular on maths and there seems to be different definitions of a genuine couple. I'm just going to say what my definition is and you can either disagree with me or not. A genuine couple is a couple who are being straightforward and honest about the state of their relationship at any point. Good, bad or indifferent. That to me is a genuine couple. And Thomas and Roz are an excellent example for me of a genuine couple. No, they're not getting on very well together. No, there doesn't seem to be a huge, strong connection with them but they're being very genuine about it and open about it with the other group the rest of the group and they're also trying their best to make some connection so who do you think is not a genuine couple uh i am very 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 unsure uh about terence and portia i am very very unsure uh about luke and arthur to be honest you buy them a little bit more than me laura and arthur sorry laura and arthur luke and arthur that'd be good and uh i am very unsure about peggy and george I think Peggy Peggy is all in. I do. I'm very unsure about George because I don't think we've seen George yet. I think he's on his best behaviour. And as I said earlier, I think it's only when they have sex we'll probably start to see the real George. Mm. Especially if the sex is not good and doesn't keep him entertained. Yeah. I've just realised something. What? We have done well over 20 minutes now and we haven't even touched the commitment ceremony and we haven't spoken about the two new couples. Oh my God, time flies and you're having fun here. I know, I know. And we don't do long podcasts. We always had this vow with you guys. We would not do extra long hour and a half crazy podcasts. Short, sharp and sweet. Yeah. Okay, will we leave it for now? I think we should. We'll come back and do the commitment ceremony and the two new couples. Yes, we will. In the next day or so. How about that? Yeah, next day or two. Definitely Sunday. Till then, as we always say, keep watching Maths UK and we'll talk to you very soon. Laters. Bye for now. Before you go, just a quick request. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. And if you can, pop on a notification. That way, you'll know when our podcast drops. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us on hindicastreality at gmail.com. Hindicastreality at gmail.com.